Hello and welcome to Aunt Mary from otrgold.com. This episode will begin after a brief message from our sponsors. Now for our story. In Judge Hiram Willoughby's courtroom today, an expectant crowd was gathered. They had come to witness the dramatic finale to a series of events begun many months ago. Kit Calvert, only recently recovered from a severe mental breakdown, is in court to answer for a crime of perjury. Now the judge raps for silence. Is the defendant present? I am. Miss Calvert, you have pled guilty to the charge of perjury. It remains to fix the sentence for your crime. First, however, we will hear the statement of Mr. Gerald Craig, the district attorney. Mr. Craig? I'm ready, Your Honor. Proceed, if you please. Thank you. <laughs> Your Honor and members of the court, the guilt of the defendant, Miss Kit Calvert, has been established by her own admission. However, even if she had not decided, somewhat belatedly, I might add, to confess, there still could have been no question as to her guilt. <coughs> Without doubt, there are present in this court today many who heard with their own ears the false testimony given by this young woman some months ago in this same room. They heard her take the oath. They were witnesses when she swore with her hand on the Holy Bible that she would tell the truth, the whole truth, and nothing but the truth. In practically the next breath, she lied. This young woman faced you from the witness stand without a qualm while she gave false testimony. Your Honor, this young woman knew the difference between right and wrong. She grew up with every advantage. She had a devoted father to protect and guide her. Yet she stole another woman's child and lyingly insisted first to her own husband and then in a court of law that the child was her own. <clears throat> it is unnecessary to recapitulate the full extent of Miss Calvert's crime. At this time, the facts are well known to the court as well as to those present. I wish, therefore, to make a recommendation which is based on a thorough consideration of this case. It is my opinion that Miss Calvert should be sentenced to serve the maximum sentence of ten years for the crime of perjury. Now, there may be some who consider this too severe a punishment. But unless Miss Calvert is severely punished, a dangerous precedent will be established. Perhaps other misguided men and women will do as she has done. We must not allow ourselves to become lax. We must punish such offenders and punish them severely. <coughs> have you concluded, Mr. Craig? Thank you, Your Honor. I have nothing further to say. The members of the court have heard the recommendation of the district attorney. Is the attorney for the defense ready? I'm ready, Your Honor. You may proceed, Mr. McGillip. Thank you. Your Honor and members of the court. Mr. Craig has a nice feeling for rhetoric, to be sure. You'll be sadly disappointed if you expect anything so grand from me. <laughs> However, the district attorney left out an important part of the story. He neglected to explain how it came about that Miss Calvert made so miserable an error. And she did undeniably err, a fact which she now regrets very deeply. <coughs> As was pointed out earlier, my client has freely confessed to her crime. She has shown every desire to pay her debt to society in the manner to be decided upon in this court today. 
It is regarding this question, the extent of her punishment, that I wish to speak. Mr. Craig has painted a lurid picture indeed. However, he neglected to mention certain circumstances, which, in my judgment, warrant a reasonable clemency. It is probably well known by this time that shortly after the conclusion of the custody suit, which resulted in the present trial, Miss Calvert fell seriously ill, the victim of a severe mental breakdown. For many months, she was wandering in her mind, irrational. Slowly, due to the careful treatment of a man here present, I refer to Dr. Martin Larrabee, resident physician at the Huntsville Sanitarium, Miss Calvert recovered her mental equilibrium. But the interesting point, which it is important to take into consideration here, is that she not only came back to the lucid understanding she possessed before her illness, but even went past the mark. In other words, during the course of treatment, Miss Calvert emerged with a new personality, or perhaps I should say with the personality which, until her illness, had been submerged. She now looks back on her past life with sincere regrets. She wishes to pay for her mistakes and to make a fresh start. At the time of the original trial, as you know, I acted as attorney against Miss Calvert. The fact that I am here today to speak in defense of this young woman is due to my honest conviction that, that Miss Calvert has shown a willingness to mend her ways. She's still young. There is still time for her to rebuild her life. However, a long sentence in prison would mean precious years out of the world, years during which she might otherwise be learning to function as a constructive individual. Therefore, I earnestly recommend that this court consider the facts I have reviewed and on such a basis temper justice with mercy. <laughs> that is all. Your Honor, I move that the sentence be read. <clears throat> we have heard the attorney for the defense appeal to the mercy of the court. We have heard the district attorney demand the maximum penalty. Now, after mature consideration and a thorough review of the case, I would have had the defendant come forward. Well, Miss Calvin, please come forward and face the bench. <laughs> uh, I'm ready, Judge Willoughby. Miss Calvert, you have confessed to a serious crime against the state the crime of perjury, which carries a maximum sentence of from 10 years to imprisonment. Your attorney has pointed out that you are still young, with the possibility before you of leading a useful, constructive life. He has asked that the court be lenient. Now, it is the intention of this court not only to follow the letter of the law, but the spirit of the law as well. It is our opinion that the interest of justice, therefore, can best be served by fixing a relatively moderate term of sentence, long enough to allow you time to reconsider your mistakes, but not so long that the purpose of the punishment might be defeated. Well, now, Kit Calvert, I sentence you to serve a term of from one to three years in the state prison for women situated at Three Falls. <laughs> Case is adjourned. <coughs> Judge Willoughby. Yes, Miss Calvert. Before I go, would it would it be possible for me to speak to Randy Lane privately? 
I'd, I'd like to say goodbye to him. Mary Lane's son? I suppose so. You may use my office if you wish. I'll be there in a little while. We only have a few minutes, Randy, but I, I did want to see you. Oh, you were swell, kid. I was proud of you. Were you really? Oh, you bet I was. Three years. One to three years, kid. I know. Randy, you'll write to me, won't you? Oh, of course I will. Randy. Yes, kid? Randy, I, I don't want to be selfish and hold you to something, but... But I can't help it. You won't forget the promise you made, will you? I promised I'd wait until you're free again. And I've never broken a promise in my life, kid. That's all I need to know. The judge is coming in a minute. Randy, before he does, would you... Would you kiss me goodbye? Sure. Goodbye, kid. Oh, Randy, Randy, Randy. Goodbye, my dearest darling. Goodbye, kid. And remember, I'll be waiting. The end of one life for Kit Calvert and hope for the beginning of a new one. Aunt Mary's faith in Kit's regeneration seems to have been justified at last. And yet, three years in prison is a long time. Will Kit be able to cling to her new philosophy without becoming embittered? Will her love for Aunt Mary's son keep her from losing heart? 